Help defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Your contributions enable us to continue our work to promote the faith, defend the family and promote the sanctity of life. Make a real difference today. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk slash donate. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus instructed the twelve as follows. Do not suppose I have come to bring peace to the earth. It is not peace I have come to bring, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies would be those of his own household. Anyone who prefers father or mother to me is not worthy of me. Anyone who prefers son or daughter to me is not worthy of me. Anyone who does not take his cross and follow in my footsteps is not worthy of me. Anyone who finds his life will lose it. Anyone who loses his life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. And those who welcome me welcome the one who sent me. Anyone who welcomes a prophet, because he is a prophet, will have a prophet's reward. And anyone who welcomes a holy man, because he is a holy man, will have a holy man's reward. If anyone gives so much as a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is a disciple, then I tell you solemnly, he will most certainly not lose his reward. When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he moved on from there to teach and preach in their towns. The Gospel of the Lord. Our blessed Lord, having sent out the twelve, told them that after having given them power over evil spirits, told them that he was sending them out like sheep among wolves. He told them that they would bear witness to him, but they could expect nothing but trouble and suffering from those to whom they were sent, yet at the same time promising a reward from the one whom, who had sent them. He had said that even brothers would betray brothers to death, father, their children, and that they themselves would be hated by all on account of his name. And then to give them the model, the example they were to follow, 
that the disciple is not superior to his teacher, nor the slave to his master, and that if they call the master of the house Beelzebub, then they would say even worse things about the servants. Yet, he says, everything he has taught them will be made clear in due time, and that despite the opposition they would necessarily face, they should not be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, and that they were to be faithful and to witness to him, even to the point of shedding their lives. And of course, whilst our Lord said this to the twelve, the apostles, he says it also to their successors, the bishops, and of course to us also who are baptized, but nonetheless have been given the task of witnessing to him before the world. So it's, we all share in the same mission, but in varying and various degrees. And so having said all of this, he now comes to the end of his teaching to the Twelve. Do not suppose I have come to bring peace to the earth. It is not peace I have come to bring, but a sword. And yet the angels at his birth sang glory to God in the highest and peace to those who have good will. We have to, of course, understand what is meant. There are two kinds of peace. There is that peace which is evil. That is the peace that is established between those who are wicked. It is the kind of peace that builds the Tower of Babel in defiance of God. And God certainly came down and confused the languages because this kind of peace is built towards establishing evil in the world. It's the same kind of peace that was found between two enemies, Pilate and Herod. They were deadly enemies, yet on Good Friday they became friends because both of them would not admit that our Lord was innocent and so set him free. It is the kind of peace that we find in, among the Jews, in particular against the Sanhedrin, when they had arrested the apostles, in particular Paul. And we were told that Paul, knowing that the, the, um, some were Sadducees and some were Pharisees, immediately put division by saying, it is for the faith of my fathers that I am on trial. And the he went on to, to speak about the revelation and immediately they said, well, the, the Pharisees said, well, suppose an angel had spoken to him or a spirit. And there was a division in the Sahendrin between the Sadducees and the, and the Pharisees. So there is a peace that is by its very nature wicked. And this is what our Lord has come to abolish, to destroy and to give true peace, which in fact is nothing other than our relationship with God. Because true peace can only come from the Father of peace. If we are at peace with God, then necessarily everything else falls into place. And so the sword he has come to bring is, the scripture tells us, the gospel. <laughs> 
the sword of truth. This is what he's come to bring. And it is not that he desires division, but rather he desires to separate us from that which is evil. And the very presence of the word of God, the truth, causes those who are against the truth to line up themselves against it. And so he says, I've come to set a man against his father. Well, he's referring particularly to Adam. For Adam was disobedient and so brought sin into the world, whereas those who belong to Christ reject Adam. And the daughter against her mother. Well, the mother is Eve's um, on um, disbelief, her incredulity. She did not believe what God had said, and Christ has come to bring us faith. Daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Since he has espoused us, it is the church against the synagogue. And so he says, our enemies will be those of our very household. So those whom we hold dearest, the things that we love, sin, our desire to follow our own ideas, these are the things that suddenly become our enemies. And so the Lord can say this, and he places himself as the end of all that we should desire. Anyone who prefers father or mother to me is not worthy of me. Who can tell us this except God? Anyone who prefers son or daughter to me is not worthy of me. Only God can demand this of us. No other creature. Anyone who does not take up his cross and follow in my footsteps is not worthy of me. So he's telling us that we have to separate ourselves from all that we love in the natural order. And why? Because he is our God, according to his divinity. He is our Lord, according to his humanity. And he's our Savior, according to the great work of redemption which he has wrought among us. And therefore he says... Those who are worthy are to go out and to preach the gospel. Therefore, who, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and those who welcome me welcome the one who sent me. So he identifies very closely, not only with the twelve, but with us as well, when we are faithful to our baptismal promises. And in so doing, he extends his graciousness, his kindness, his mercy to those who hear us, who welcome us. By association, whilst he had sent out the twelve, he also sends out the successors. And when we assist those successors, the bishops, who are faithful to the church, when we assist them in their work, we also receive a reward. For the Lord himself tells us, anyone who welcomes a prophet because he's a prophet will have a prophet's reward. Not that they will receive a reward from a prophet, but the prophet, whatever the prophet is given, we also will benefit from. And there's a, a, a similar um, passage in the Old Testament. When David went out to war, we're told he divided the army so that some remained with the baggage to protect it from attack and others went into the field to fight. But David said they would both receive equal rewards for their work, whether it be that of defending or whether that of attacking. And similarly, it belongs to nature, because when Stephen was being stoned, Saul did not actually pick up a stone. 
he stood there and he guarded the clothing of those who were stoning Stephen. And Saul was regarded as being responsible just as well. And again, in the natural order, we know that the, those who hold a ladder are as guilty as the thief. Or to receive stolen goods, we are equally guilty as if we ourselves had stolen it. So, in the same way, in the spiritual life, if we assist those who are involved in the spiritual work, we receive the, the reward as if we ourselves had done it. So in all things, the Lord works so that we might, in fact, not only be saved from our sins, but even be rewarded for the virtue that we attempt, even though um, it be vicarious, by helping someone else along the path of righteousness. Let us then ask the Lord, who instructed the Twelve, to instruct us also, so that we might realize the greatness of our vocation the responsibilities that come from it, and that we be given the grace to carry it out and to persevere to the end. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Mm -hmm.